Okay, so the Lord told me to stay out of politics. And recently I found out that, like, a lot of the stuff that I am, and, like, a lot of conversations I'm a part of really are politics. But I just trust that the Lord kept me out of it, regardless of what it seems like or looks like. Um, I asked the Lord about that when he said stay out of politics. Um, he's, He said just do it, and I said... Okay, I trust you. Is it that, you know, you have someone else to do it? Or is it that, like, if I personally do it, I'm going to mess things up, you know, make trouble? And he kind of sort of said, like, yes, I do have people who will be, you know, addressing, you know, political issues. But just do it. Just stay out of politics. So, you know... For me, growing up, you know, I didn't finish high school. I got a GED. But for me growing up, I I felt like politics were like, who's the president and who's the senator and who's the mayor? And I didn't really see it as more than like businessman type issues. But, you know, over time, I started to realize that politics is a lot of different things like, you know, the abortion thing and just a lot of different issues with gospel singers, whether they are as anointed as they should be or not, or, you know, just different celebrities and whether they are, you know, having deals with the devil or different things like that can be considered as politics. And I was not aware of that. And I think that the more that I I pick up on that, it kind of makes sense why I've had so much trouble and I've had so much stress and so much worry on my shoulders. And how it's been such a big burden. It feels like I've been tortured because he said to stay out of politics. But if only I had truly known, like, you know, the real, like, if only I had been able to truly discern what was politics and what wasn't. That being said, I trust the Lord, you know. Maybe I wasn't supposed to be in politics, but I trust that he kept me out of whatever I wasn't meant to be in. So, I'm fine, but, you know, things have been difficult lately, and I've just been kind of wondering, like, what direction things are going in. Two days ago, I had the the vision where I was, I was kind of, like, waking up, and I heard, like, you know, Beyonce singing my song, my song. Or something of that magnitude or nature. And I don't know. But this today, I had another vision where I was in my old apartment. And my mom and my sister was there. They were talking. I wanted to go in the back room, but I didn't go in the back room because I just felt that it would bring back so many emotional memories. And it would be really heavy, so I just wanted to keep things light, especially with the circumstances I'm in right now. They they possibly are not fully aware of everything that I deal with, and it's triggering. So, um, I was in this, like, in the living room area, and it was a, fr- a refrigerator right there, and it was still there. 
There was a table right there. It was still there. Two of the tables were still there. It was kind of set up like the old apartment really was, except for it was just certain things were different. So the patio door looked bigger, and it was like a table instead of like an ottoman like it used to be. But um, when I was there, there was this girl there, and she was sitting in this chair, and she was sitting in this, in this little boy he was standing on a chair, and he he had a towel over his shoulders, and at the top of his head, it kind of looked like it was bleached, but it was like he really had, like, dark roots. But, well, he had darker hair, but, like, bleached roots. And I realized, like, you know, that's not his hair because it just looks blotchy, and it looks uneven. It doesn't look like it's growing out that like that. So um, it was, like, it's an avocado mask, and the girl, she was giving him a bath, and she was putting the avocado mask on his hair, and he was a little boy. And, you know, he was beautiful, but, you know, I think for a second they said to me that that's Justin Bieber, but I was like, it doesn't look like Justin Bieber, but at the same time, you know, I don't know for sure if they really said that. That's something that was told to me after I had after I woke up, and so I didn't really know. Like, if I don't pick up on it when I'm in the vision, I don't really trust it. I don't know if, you know, that's really what happened when I woke up and that's what they're saying, because... That might just be speculation. But, you know, it was like, you can help. You can put avocado mask on me. You can drop me off with a towel. And then I was like, um, I was like, I wasn't like, I hesitated a little bit, but I had a lot of stuff in my hands. And I didn't know what I was getting ready to do, whether it was wash the dishes or cook, but I was just like, you know, it seems like she got it. You know, it don't look like two people need to do that. That kind of, it kind of looked a little suspect and a little creepy to me, like two girls. It was a black girl and a white boy, but that's, that doesn't mean anything, but it was more like, you know, do he need two caretakers drying him off and doing all of that? But it's not even the point of that. It was just like, you know, you can if you wanted to, but I was about to, but I felt this presence around me that was being, you know, negative and was ready to torture me and kind of like take things out of context. So I was like, okay, let me cut my hair really fast. And I was about to sit everything down and decide. And then it was like, never mind. And then the little boy turned into a dog. And then the girl was putting avocado mask on the dog. And the dog was like a really long haired dog. And I was like, well, actually, I want to do that because i never seen a dog in an avocado mask before. I would love to see his coat after the avocado mask. So I helped put the avocado mask on the dog. And I don't know, the dog, was, it was so weird because I started putting the avocado mask on the dog and the dog started, like, talking and moaning, like, oh, yeah, right there. And I was like... Is this dog talking? But that's it's not super, like, it's really not super unusual because I've had so many visions of dogs talking at this point. I know that it means someone is watching you. So I ignored it. And, like, everything I didn't want to happen just kept happening. Like, the avocado mask was in the dog's hair. And, like, I, I had, like, a mouthful of avocado because I ate some avocado. And while I was, you know, putting avocado mask on a dog, I didn't mind, you know, 
like getting avocado mask on me because I had to get the you know dog's legs, hind legs and stuff. But I was like, I really hope that the avocado mask that's on this dog's hair does not get in my mouth with the avocado I'm already eating. And it did. Everything I didn't want to happen just happened. And I was like, and when I'm like, you know, rubbing an avocado mask in like the dog's like soft areas, like underneath the belly and stuff, I don't want to have long nails on where I'm scratching it or hurting it anyway, you know, because I am kind of rushing a little bit only because I want to see the coat of this dog before I wake up from this vision. And then I had long nails that were pointy, and I was like, okay, this is a big joke. So I go to wash the dog off, and I take it to the kitchen, and all I know is it turns into a little black boy. And, you know, this little boy at first reminded me of my nephew, but then, you know, he was he was my nephew. He was just a little boy. So I was like, like, I'm already in the mindset of, like, washing out the hair mask. But the little boy, he comes up, and his hair at the roots is just like the little white boy's hair. Like, it just, it's just in the roots. It's not on the ends. So, I'm like, um, that's, that's different. I was expecting to wash a whole dog down. But, like, the little boy, he's, he came up to me, like, to be washed up. And I'm like, wasn't it a dog at first? But then wasn't it another boy at first? And then the little boy comes up with a bowl of water and he just kind of spills the water all over the carpet and down in the kitchen. And I'm just like, man, you know, I hate, like, I don't want to say I hate it, but it's like, I don't know what it is with me, but it's like, I'm always super anxious and tedious about like knocking things over and tripping over things and stuff like that and being very careful about different things like that because I'm depending on the Lord for it and something is just saying to me start doing these things yourself just start crossing your t's and dotting your i's and paying very close attention to everything you do stay on top of everything but I hadn't done this because I said to myself you know for so long I have depended on God for these things and you know, it's not that I cannot do it, and it's not that I don't feel that the Lord would lead me to start doing that. It just feels like in the process of everything that's going on, maybe Satan is trying to, you know, make me take things out of the Lord's hands, you know, in order to stop depending on the Lord for as much as I depend on the Lord for it. Because I don't know why, you know, I mean, I do know why. I know that Satan just wants me to have less trust and faith in the Lord every single day, all day when I'm, when I go up on my day, every single little thing that I know that the Lord takes care of for me, it just strengthens my love for him. It strengthens, it strengthens my faith and my trust in him. You know, I wake up in the morning and I, you know, whether I have a headache or whether I, you know, I can feel the sun on me or I just feel like it's a beautiful morning to be awake. I'm immediately, as soon as I wake up in the morning, it's thank you God for another day. And Everything from when I open my eyes in the morning, I'm thinking about how God provides it. So, you know, with Satan wanting me to start to do more things on my own and be more tedious and more, you know, pay pay more attention and be very, very, what is the word I'm looking for? Very precise on everything. I know that. He's extremely jealous of me and the Lord's relationship. He really is. And 
you know, it must burn him up. Every single thought that I get throughout the day about how thankful I am for everything that the Lord provides for me. And I think that he wants for me to start doing these things on my own to take a lot of the dependency off of the Lord so that I can, you know, you know, in a way that is somehow, you know, taking control of your own life when the when you instead of submitting to the Lord's will and allowing him to have control of your life and all the trust and faith that goes into the Lord goes to the Lord when you trust that he's capable of doing these things for you when you're used to him doing these things like this for you. And not only that, you know, the Lord had already told me that people who have to be so on top of everything, who have to be very precise, who have to make sure everything is done perfectly and they cannot trust me or depend on me to make sure that it's done for them like you do majority of the time, which I'm not saying that you can't pick up on certain things. I'm just saying that, you know, people who have to have everything so right all the time, they are tortured. They are absolutely tortured because all they can think about is you know, being in control of every single little thing around them and making sure everything is right and they just cannot relax and be at peace. So that will be a big reason why Satan wants you to start doing these things and start, you know, doing all this stuff for yourself because he wants to take away your anointing. He wants to take away your favor. And for a while, I was like, but Lord, should I do it though? Because I'm depending on you for all these different things and you know you're showing me that you're so you're 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 showing me that you're showing me a different side of yourself. And oftentimes a lot of my torture and torment anyways from Satan comes from you know trusting in you for these different things. He tortures me all day. Satan is like with all the things that I trust the Lord for, Satan is always threatening them. So if I'm headed downstairs and I'm trusting the Lord to keep my balance, Satan is torturing me. You're going to lose your balance. You're going to fall down these stairs. If I'm carrying things that are like tipping over and I'm trusting the Lord to make sure that they don't fall over for me, Satan is like, they're going to fall over. And he's always threatening me and challenging me. Like, I dare you. I dare you believe that he has your back so much that they will never fall over. And if I say he has my back, that they will never fall over. Satan will try and knock it out of my hand. This happens to me constantly. You know, um, I'll leave out the door and I'll trust the Lord to make sure that that door is fully closed and that nobody comes by and, and just gets the idea to just walk into the house or just sniff around the house or, you know, get any weird ideas, you know. And Satan will be like, you know, somebody is going, the door is going to be, be cracked open or it's going to fly open or something. Somebody's going to start sniffing around. Then they're going to start watching your house and then they're going to want to rob you or something like that. Like he's always taunting me with everything that I'm trusting the Lord for. And so it has become an ongoing battle 24 seven all day, every day from morning to night, you know, everything that I trust the Lord for everything. You know, when I have there's dishes on my on my counter and when there are knives, you know, in the dish rack or anything like that, Satan is, you know, I'm trusting the Lord that I won't hit anything sharp, moving too fast, or I won't cut myself. Satan is like, this knife is going to fall on your foot. This knife is, could possibly cut your toe off or cut your finger off or you're going to, you know, you're going to be bleeding. You're going to burn yourself, something like that, anything, you know, and it feels like a challenge all day. It's like torture. 
So I said to the to the Lord, maybe I should start depending on these different things for myself because at the end of the day, he's torturing me anyway. So I'm going. I'm, I feel tortured anyways. And the Lord is like, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You know, trusting me is you know building your faith in me, and it strengthens you. And I'm strengthening you, and you you can do it. You can overcome him. You know. Do not let him bully you out of, you know, your favor. And I hear constantly, I hear consistently, you know, Satan so angry using the people around me, very envious, saying, this is what you use your power for. This is what you use your power for all day. The Lord has, you know, given you power and this is what you're using it for. And, you know, a few times I have, you know, questioned, what do you suppose that I use this for? What do you suppose I use my power for? And it's always very wicked things. You should use it to, you know, get a contract with the devil. You should use it to go and get some money. You should use it to, um, you know, get revenge on your enemies or make sure nobody, you know, messes with you or anything like that. And I'm like, I'm trusting the Lord's. I'm submitting to the Lord's will. I don't need control over these different things. I trust that he's going to provide for me whenever it is that I will, you know, it's time for me to have these things. The Lord has perfect timing. He's never wrong. He is worthy to be praised. He can be trusted with these things and I'm trusting him for it. And I want it his way anyways, because his way is going to be always so much better than my way could ever be. And Satan is always trying to tempt me to take it into my own hands. He wants me to take my power away from the Lord. And I know what he's up to. He's like, as soon as you start to want to do these things for yourself and stay on top of these things for yourself and stop depending on the Lord for it, then I'll have that much more of your power to abuse and steal from you. Because he's constantly stealing my power from me. He's always stealing it from me. I work so hard every single day. He tries to beat me down for the little bit of power that I'm giving every day, like an allowance for my day. And I need this to breathe. I need it to be able to think clear thoughts. I need it to, you know, keep my mind and heart focused on the Lord. I need it to love my family. I need it to, you know, just every single little thing, blink my eyes, you know, get up and use the bathroom, go and make some food, decide what I want to eat. Every single little thing that, you know, it takes to operate in this flesh body that the Lord has provided for me. I need my power for it and I'm allowed a certain allowance every day. I can work hard for more and I can fight for more and I can take my power back that Satan has stolen from me. But, you know... He wants me to get more from God. He's always trying to, you know, use me like a sugar mama. I remember I kept hearing that for months. Like, Satan thinks you're his sugar mama. Satan thinks you're his sugar mama. And I was like, why would he think I'm his sugar mama? Um, He's the one always trying to offer me money gifts. He's the one always trying to offer me different expensive things. And then I realized, you know, I picked up on it, like, He's not ever really offering these things. What he will do is agree, make an agree, make an agreement with me unknowingly on my behalf. And, you know, because I was ignorant to the fact that these things already belong to me, he would steal from me, take however much of it that he wanted and then give me whatever it is that he offered. He would have taken so much more from me than ever, than 
I, you know, than I ever received back. And so I never accept anything from him, not to the best of my knowledge, because he oftentimes says, you know, when you go eat, when you're supposed to be fasting, you're accepting things from me. When you when you aren't being obedient to God, when you should be, you're accepting things from me. I'm allowing you these different things. But I always, you know, I always tell him, you don't allow me anything. God allows me everything. This is God's everything. I belong to the Lord. You do not allow me anything. No matter what you say, Satan is a liar. He's very deceptive, but there are spiritual laws. So I'm trying to figure it out because at the end of the day, while there are spiritual laws, God trumps everything. And so Satan will oftentimes try and deceive you to make you believe that a lot of these things are happening because of what you're not doing. But whether or not you did those things or not, he would still be torturing and tormenting you. Which reminds me of the story of the man who shot a duck and it fell in a man's yard. And the man came out and said, hey, since this fell in my yard, it belongs to me, but I'll make you a deal. Whoever can punch who the hardest can take the duck home. And the man, he said, I'll go first. He punched this guy who shot the duck in his yard so hard that the man fell down and lost his like breath. And then the man got up and said, okay, my turn. He said, oh, it doesn't matter. It's your duck. Take it. Because he just wants to hurt you. He just wants to hurt you. It already belongs to you. He makes a deal with you as if he could ever even have a chance at it. And he never could. It already belonged to you. He just want to hurt you in the process. So that's why you have to know what belongs to you. You can't let Satan bully you. And you can't let him come up with these crafty different, you know, excuses or, you know, games or deals or agreements in order to keep you strong along. So that's what I'm, that's what I am, you know, learning and I'm battling every day. Excuse me. So in this vision, I heard them say, he's here. He went in the back room and, you know, I feel threatened all the time, like, don't even worry about what I'm doing. I dare you come back in this room. And I'm already here. You can't do it. And all this other stuff. Just like bullying me around. Trying to bully me around. And I just do my best to ignore it. But then I hear my sister talking to my mom. And my mom is saying, you know, um, $1,500 out of 3000 I mean, that is still kind of a lot. And they were talking about how. They were going to get $3,000 out of my power. They were going to take my power and, you know, turn it into a, a money gift and get $3,000 and then split it down the middle and take $1,500 and give it to my sister and my mother. And I don't know if they really are able ever to do these different things. They oftentimes threaten me with these different things. But every time I talk to I talk to the Lord, the Lord says they cannot do anything with your power. They cannot have your power and, you know, they're lying. They can't use it without you. They can't, they don't have any access to your things. They don't, but you know, it's, I don't know because, you know, it feels that it feels as if I've experienced different times where they actually were, you know, using my things. But when I'm confident that they can't touch it, it's like they reveal them. They reveal that, you know, they cannot touch my stuff. They cannot have it. But I've actually heard them discussing over me as I laid and prayed 
they discussed over me and they said, um, after they pulled some power from me, they said, you know, um, this feels so good. Her power feels so good. You know, I wish I could keep it forever. And they got so mad and they wanted to attack me because they knew that they wouldn't be able to keep my power forever. And, you know, it was just a little bit too, but it was like still so upsetting because it's like, you know, it doesn't belong to you. You know, keep your hands off of things that do not belong to you. But then I have to take into account that, you know, I'm still sinning. I'm not perfect and I'm not living a 100% obedient life to God and in God. And if I were, they would have no spiritual access to me at all. So I have to work towards that and I have to get there before I can complain. And then there was another day where the Lord gave me a word right before I got on my podcast. And I felt that he spoke through me directly. And it was, and he said, you know, those who have been stealing from my children who work very hard to be in my presence, you are stealing their power. Those who are stealing their power, you will pay for that. God will not be mocked. Do not be deceived. You will reap what you have sown. And I felt the Lord, you know, backing that word up. And I was just so thankful to hear from him in that way because I had been feeling like I was so wrong and that it's my fault and that, you know, I can, you know, I'm giving them my power. Like I am making it available to them and I'm just fighting so hard to guard it because I know that they only use it for wicked things like to torture other people or to hurt people or for selfish gifts which leaves other people deprived because all I ever use my power for is to help people I use my power to pray that people are okay I use my power to pray that people prosper in God I use my power to pray that people you know receive miracles of God and bring their heart is brought back to God you know unforgiveness is released different things like that And, you know, they want to use my power for selfish reasons. Like, I want to use your power to get some attention from somebody so that I can do something or manipulate my way into something. I want to use your power for a money gift. I want to use your power to, you know, be allowed in a certain room just so I can be around certain people. Different things like that. You know, selfish reasons. And all I can ever think about is, like, while you're worried about selfish things that you could be using my power for, my power could be used for these people who are literally starving in the spirit. They are starving because they're away from God. My power could be used to lead them back to the Lord. That's what it's for. It's for kindness. It's for, you know, it's for, you know, recruiting and regaining the hearts of God's children. Like, it's not for selfish reasons. I can't use it for selfish reasons. I can't say, Lord, I want this power so that I can go and get a nice Jeep. I want this power so I can go buy me a nice big house. You know, the Lord is going to provide that when he feels that I've earned that, when he feels that it's time for that, when he feels that I'm ready, when it's time for me to have that. So when they are rushing these things, they're rushing you know, the Lord is stealing this power for these different things. They are only reaping, you know, just bad things for themselves. So I try and tell them time and time and time again, but, you know, it just turns into torture. They just torture me for warning them. They always shoot the messenger, you know. They're like, what are you going to do about it? What, are you going to fight me for it? 
or, you know, you know, um, I don't care. Um, I'm gonna do it anyways. And, or they'll just beat me up or just, you know, threaten me like, oh, that, I don't, they can't beat me up, but they will torture my mind, laugh at me or try and bully me, you know, for not allowing them to do that or warning them. So I try my best to just not say anything and stay out of it, but still keep my mind and heart focused on the Lord and confident that they cannot have anything that, you know, I'm fighting them for and I'm not allowing them access to. But lately I've been feeling like, do I really have to fight them so much on these things? You know, they're always saying, you gave me access. You allowed me access. You gave it to me. And I'm like, I never give you anything. I would never put the Lord, the power that the Lord has given me in your hands because you are selfish. You are a thief. And you have no remorse for your actions when you do things. Not that I want to be judgmental. It's just I would never put the power the Lord has given me in your hands because if he wanted you to have it, he would have given it to you. But sometimes I do put power in certain people's hands after, you know, we have come into agreement on helping somebody or getting somebody back to the Lord or just, you know, getting the word out and ministering to people. I will come into agreement with somebody and we'll agree that this should be used for this. And I've, you know, had to check up on different things and different people and figure out that oftentimes it's not even being taken in place in the right direction. So I can't really trust anybody with this power. I do I I almost never give it up to nobody. I almost never allow anybody to ever have any of it. So they're they're stealing it. They're taking it. And I don't think that the Lord is very happy with that. But he also tells me that they are suffering. They really are suffering. And you know, I think that has a lot to do with wanting to be in control of every single last little part of your day. You suffer worrying about all these minor little details that you can trust and depend on the Lord to take care of for you. Just like when people go out in the morning and they're worried about traffic jams or car accidents or different things like that. Instead of trusting the Lord, you're just stressing yourself out and worrying yourself crazy. And worry is a sin. So, um, this is just different things I've been bringing into perspective lately, but, you know, they said that they were going to get $1,500 out of $3,000 out of my money. And then they were just like, you know, $1,500 still is a lot. And then I heard my mom say, I don't know if I really, you know, I just, I just think that he should shake this raw thug attitude. And I was like, that is the word I've been looking for. Like, Every single time I try and describe this person's attitude, I can never find the right word for it. It's like it slips my mind every time. And finally, I heard it out loud, and that was relieving. But at the same time, I knew it was a distraction from, you know, an opportunity to get a better understanding on how much involvement my family truly does have and what I'm going through right now. Which is absolutely sad because I've just been super depressed and it's just been brought into perspective so much lately that you know my family would rather see me you know in an abusive relationship for the rest of my life never truly having anyone who ever have who who has ever loved me ever genuinely 
rather than see me in the Lord's presence transformed and absolutely away from anything that could ever bring me harm's way headed in heaven's direction. And I can't believe that, you know, people who claim to love me would, you know, they just don't, my whole life they never have. If somebody doesn't want to see you go to heaven, they don't love you. And I've never had nobody that loved me. So, you know, it's sad because I love everybody. I want to see each and every single last person I've ever met my entire life in heaven one day. So, it's sad to me. But, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. The Lord has bestowed a power on me that everybody, no matter who they are, from all over the world, when they recognize the power that he's given me, they are extremely envious and enticed and tempted by it. They all want it. Each and every single last person I've ever met. I've never met anybody, you know, that wasn't already caught by the Lord and also anybody, period, that um, has seen my power and seen my destiny and hasn't been jealous of it in some way. And it's sad because it makes me feel very lonely. But, you know, the Lord said, everybody's jealous. I'm the only one who wants you to have this and you're going to have it. And that's how beautiful a blessing from the Lord is. He will bless you with something so big and so great that nobody in this world ever wants to see you have that. No matter what. So, I trust him when he says that. I trust him when he says my family will never accept me. I trust him when he says that there's nothing that Satan can do. He will not steal my destiny and that this is going to happen. And that's the truth. So, that's where I'm at. But, you know, things are very weird. And I understand that he told me it's going to be the hardest it's ever been. And then it'll be good forever. So, it is. it has been the hardest it has ever been. It's extreme, It's extremely difficult. But it's not the hardest it will ever be. So, I don't know. I'm just going to keep fighting. That's all I can do. Like, right now I just feel so heartbroken. I feel so heartbroken because... No matter what I do, I cannot shake this feeling of wanting to fight for my family and never give up on them. I don't think I will ever want to give up on them. Then on the other hand, it's like the Lord has already shown me that they will never accept me, so I should. But at the same time, it's already shown me that I have an opportunity to get them back, and I just feel like I'm not being good enough. I'm not being everything I could be to get them back, and I blame myself for everything. I blame myself for the abusive relationships I've had to deal with my entire life. I blame myself for, you know, not being, not feeling good enough to, you know, cleanse them of the demons that have plagued their bodies, that takes over their bodies and controls their actions. I, I blame myself for not being able to be strong enough to fight Satan off of them from using them every day and keep them out of all these situations that they run into. No matter how hard I fight for them, I blame myself for never having anyone who's ever truly loved me but God. I blame myself for all of these things, and it's not fair. So, 
But truly, I don't blame myself. But Satan wants me to, so <sighs> it hurts. But I'm just doing the best I can to to get through this. Because what do I do? Do I do I get up and do what it is that God asked me to do or showed me I should do? When I feel like it's really no point and it's no use, like I can't fight everybody for that. I can't do it. Like I've tried. It's so difficult. Or do I lay here because it's not, it's like I'm staying, I'm stuck and I'm only going further and further down. But I just face so much unfair treatment. I'm dealing with so many different unfair circumstances. Like I'm having to fight from all different angles and I'm just getting so extremely tired. I don't even want to get up anymore, but it feels like that's the way through. I have to get up. So I don't know. And I keep just expecting for me to fall away and give up and everybody gives up on me. Because nobody cares about me when I don't have anything that they want. So I'm reminded that constantly, how nobody really cares for me. Ultimately, everybody's against me, which is not true, but it's just like, you know, for the most part. For the most part, all I have is God. So I don't know, but somehow I'm meant to get through this part, even with this word from the Lord on this individual, and it's like they're the most abusive of all. I don't know what to do. So I don't know. We'll see. Okay, so we'll go from an interesting vision. In this vision... I was in this apartment, and at this apartment was I believe it was my sister's apartment, so she was on the phone, she was just talking, and then I was just like hanging around I was about to make some spaghetti so I started to cook and make some spaghetti and I just couldn't get to back to finishing I could never get through to finish the food but something was happening something was going on and then it was like visitors and it was this guy there he was like an older guy and he was just talking about you know doing whatever I wanted or something like that but I don't think he was talking to me he was talking to somebody who was sitting on the floor. I don't know, but he wasn't for me. But um, then I went to the store and I was looking through jewelry and stuff, and you know that's when my cousin walked up. I was with, I believe, my sister and some family members. Went to the store. My cousin walked up to me. She said some stuff. I wanted to tell her. I wanted to tell her what was really going on. But I couldn't because I was being, you know, watched, heavily guarded. Like, I cannot tell them what's, what the plan is, what people are up to, because I'm going to have to fight everybody and they still ain't going to know because I'm going to be too busy fighting everybody. Then I'm just going to have to do it all myself, and I can do it, but it's like, 
if they don't know what the plan is, if they don't know what's going on, they don't really care, you know, when it concerns the things that really matter like God. So, or I feel that way. I feel like they really don't care when it concerns the stuff that really matters like God, like giving your life to Christ. The only reason we even survive in this is because God is backing me on this, you know. When it comes to stuff like that, you know, they don't, I don't care about that. No, I don't want you to have that. No, I don't want you to be there. Or I'm not fighting about that. That's not really what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about this right now because I care about this. And that's, you know, that's what I want to do. And everything else you really don't care about, but it's surrounding all of that. You think that only this is the issue. I can't just fix this issue and all of these other things not be an issue as well. I go and try to fix this issue and you find out that the whole reason they even touched this or even did this is because of all of this and you don't care about all of that. And I'm trying to tell you that, but you never listen because you don't want to care. So I try to tell her, but um, I couldn't. I couldn't. So at the end of the day, I had decided it really wasn't her fault because... She couldn't get the, she couldn't get the full story on everything. But as I've been here, as as if I've learned, you know, the big reason why they feel so, you know, the big reason why they are always so, such an issue, why they're always in the way, why they're always ruining my missions and ruining my goals and my plans to change things around me. The big reason why is because, you know, the big reason is because they feel entitled to the information that they don't, they shouldn't be entitled to because at the end of the day, they don't care about these issues. They're going to ruin everything that they possibly can, especially concerning me or being placed in a position that the Lord has made for me. And they're just going to be another enemy. They're going to be another enemy. Every single time I get to fight, and I'm fighting for my family. I'm fighting for my people. I'm fighting for God. I'm fighting for all of these different reasons. They're, they always fight on the enemy's side. They always end up fighting on the enemy's side. It never fails. It never fails. Like, randomly, sometimes they'll help me, you know, when it's concerning selfish things or personal reasons why they wanted to do that all. And I'll say something like, oh, you're helping me, thanks. So I'll be like, I only help because of this, so don't get used to it. Or don't feel like I'm really trying to help you. I don't care, you know. And it's like, okay, that's why I don't ever tell you anything. Well, actually, that's not even true. They're always my business. But that's why, you know, um, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. You're just as much of an enemy as most of the enemies that I'm fighting because you feel like I don't deserve the position that the Lord has placed me in. Neither do they. You always end up fighting on their side because you're like, we have something in common. I don't want her to have it. You don't want her to have it. You don't ever care what that means. You don't ever care who that hurts. You don't ever care who's being, who's at risk there. Kids, you know, innocent people. You never care. As long as she don't have this position, I'm going to help you. And you're always around me and you're always in my business and you're always stopping me from doing something. So you're actually giving them an advantage that they probably would never have if it weren't for you. But you never care. And 
I don't be knowing what to do. I really don't be knowing what to do because I pray to God. I pray to God, God, help me, help me, help me, help me. You know, God would never tell me to, you know, well, he has told me to leave my family and let them go, but he would never expect for me to just let my family go. He's going to let me keep fighting for them. And I'm going to keep fighting for them, so that's what it come down to, but she got in my face and she was just like, she wasn't even being extra, really, not at first, but it was just some things that was said that was just like, it was just not okay to say, and she knew it, and it just messed everything up, but all I know is she was just like, um... You're acting so different. You're acting so different for this new dude. He don't care for you. He's playing you just like everybody else. And now you want to start switching up and doing things different or such and such and such. You know, why you think YB not talking to you because he's making fun of you because you're being, you know, scary. You're not doing it or something like that. I don't think, I don't know if that's all she was saying, but she was just saying stuff like that. And she was telling me, this is what's happening. This is going on. What are you doing about it? And, you know, I hope it's worth it. I hope it's worth it and stuff like that. And I was just like, you don't know what you talk. I wanted to say you don't even know what you're talking about. You really don't even know what you're talking about at all. This situation is way out of our hands. And a lot of it got to do with how y'all play over everything. Y'all play over everything. And... When it come down to it, all the way up until this point, I'm always chasing y'all around and fighting unnecessary battles for stupid stuff that don't matter. And so now I'm exhausted, I'm tired, and I can't even get up. And now you see that this issue matters, this is something big, this is something that matters like everything else, but you didn't already exhausted me with these stupid things that don't matter, like chasing you around about stuff that don't matter when you start issues or problems that don't matter. But that don't even matter, it's not only her, it's everybody. But I'm just know that I'm tired. I'm tired and now I don't really, you know, have everything to fight this battle like that. And, you know, now that it sparked interest somewhere along any area you care about, you expect for me to be able to get up and have all the energy in the world. I don't. It's no different. I'm still exhausted. I'm still tired. I'm still having to fight all these same many different battles that you left open. You helped to leave open because you never want to see me succeed. It all play a part. It all matter. So, of course, everybody's going to look at me like, but you're supposed to be a leader and you're weak for letting that happen and all this other stuff. And it's like. You know, they say, that's why they say I always want yes men around me. I only want yes men around me. This is why, because everybody's going to always speak on something they have no understanding of. You know, a lot of people feel that they could do my be in my position better or do it better than me. And I don't know, maybe this is God showing them or giving them an opportunity to do that then. You think you can do it better? You think you deserve a position more? Well, here's your chance. Let's see what you got. 
you know, and I would never be foolish enough to believe that nobody could ever handle the position that I'm in or that, you know, the Lord would never raise somebody up for this position if I didn't step up to the plate because the Lord can use anybody. But at the same time, it's like nobody ever wanted me in this position anyways. And I just don't often, even though God is backing me up and God has my back, I just don't oftentimes feel like he understands. Well, no, he does understand. Sometimes I just feel like I need more help. I need more help. Like, I got people around me who enjoy seeing me down, enjoy seeing me not in a lot of issues or fighting a lot of different battles because I'm a woman, because they don't want me there, because they don't want me to have a position. And, like, I just face so much unfair adversity. Like, I'm tough and everything, but I'm tired. And I'm go- I've been going through this over and over and over and over again. And I got to deal with these same individuals who want to fight me all the time, who never not going to have energy to fight me because I'm a woman. So, you know... I don't know. I don't know. And now I got a situation with people who want to put hands on my family because of how much of a part they played in this, and they don't understand how I'm still trying to get out of this situation with my family's lives. I mean, of course I could be doing more. If I were doing more, it wouldn't even be happening like this. Yeah, at the end of the at the end of the day, maybe it is my fault, but it's always gonna be my fault because y'all are my family and y'all do all that y'all do and y'all take full advantage of that. And it's I'm just tired. I'm tired, you know. Everybody around always want to jump to defend anybody on the opposite side of me because they want to use that person. I want to be the one. I want to be the person fighting you on these different issues. Because I just don't like her. I just don't want her to have a position or I'm just jealous of her. So let me just use you every single time. Just so I can get the opportunity to fight you. People always prancing different issues around around me in my face. Like I have different, you know, things I'm battling inside of myself. Like my whole life, how people... How I always felt different. I never felt that I fit in. How people always took advantage of the fact that I didn't want to fight them like they was an enemy. And now, you know, the real enemies are using them because they wanted to be my enemy my whole life. And now I got to deal with that. Because it's like, ain't nothing changing. I'm still not going to make you my enemy. But now it's just that much more difficult because that's what you wanted to be my whole life. And you're in the way. You're in the way. You don't want to separate yourself. You don't want to put yourself on the right end of this. You don't want to put yourself on the right side. And instead of being my enemy, actually be my ally and help me get this stuff done. You think it's so fun and cute because you always wanted to be that and they're using you. And so every single time I'm fighting you, my enemies see an opportunity to gain some sort of advantage on me. Because since I don't want to fight you like an enemy, they're going to say, well, you're not going to fight us like enemies then. And you, you like that. You really appreciate that. So I don't know what to do now. Because I'm just depending on God to, you know, 
perform a miracle and fix this situation. I have way too many people around me who just love to see this entire operation come down. And I can't risk that because at the end of the day, what it comes down to is this is all my people. You know, if this doesn't happen and someone will succeed at wiping out our entire generation. And, you know, a lot of people see that as a really, really, really good opportunity. Oh, if I prevent this from happening, I could possibly succeed at wiping out your entire generation. That sounds great. And you, you just want to be in the action. You just want to be in the middle of it. You just want to be a part of these things, you know, not even understanding what you're risking. And I got to be sober-minded enough for everybody. That's a lot of work. I'm tired. I'm really tired, you know. Sometimes I wish I could just not care. But that stuff always falls back on me. I've been given a certain position where I don't have the ability to not care. I don't have the luxury of just not caring or giving up sometimes. And so now this is escalated to what it is. And Oh, my gosh. I'm always fighting. I'm always fighting someone's battles because this freaking, these girls want to fight over boys. They want to fight over boys. Well, I'm trying to fight for our community. I'm trying to fight for our souls out of hell. They want to fight over boys all day. And that's where most of my energy goes. Because I don't even know. I didn't even know. I didn't know until I just this morning. I just woke up and found out. I mean, I knew. But I just couldn't, like, put my finger on it. Like, I know that they're always fighting over boys. But why are they always fighting over boys? Because I don't have a boyfriend. I'm not interested in none of these guys in that way. You know, God is, I'm in a relationship with God. So why am I always in the middle of these, you know, spats over boys? And I just found out. So what happened was, um, I woke up this morning and after the vision, I wasn't really going to think about it much. But I just was like, it's not that big a deal. It's not that serious, you know. But I did feel this feeling like I was fighting my cousin and it was just like, stop playing with me or something like that. And I realized that wasn't even me. That wasn't even me. And then I, they kept saying that my cousin is involved in this. And I kept saying, why is my cousin always involved in this? I mean, why would my cousin be involved in this? And now I'm realizing. Now it's all starting to make sense. It's all starting to make sense. So my girl cousin, I guess she's in love with YB, which is not surprising. I saw them in a bed together. But he always, like, he, it's like he's trying to get every girl in the family to somehow sell their soul for him so he can steal all of our power and become the spiritual high priest of our family or something. I don't know what it is he's up to, but all I know is he deal with every girl in the family. My aunts, my mama, my grandma, my cousins, my friends. Like he just wanted to deal with every girl in the family. And I thought it was because he wanted to hurt me because I don't want, I don't want that future vision of him while I'm married to him. 
I don't want that because he's a whoremonger. But, but it's not even because he's a whoremonger. He is a whoremonger, but it's because I want to be with God instead. I'd rather be fighting for God. I'd rather be totally different. I don't want to be nowhere involved with genocide. I don't be, I don't want to be nowhere involved with the industry. I don't really want to be, I don't really want that future really. It's like, you know, I know that God was there, so I fought for it. Because I said if that's what God wants, I'm going to be able to submit to his will if that's what he wants. I can't sit up here and fight, say I'm never going to do that. That's never going to be my life. That's never going to be my future. And then God says, this is what I want for you. And then, you know, my whole world comes down because I made plans. So I fought for it. The possibility of it. Just in case things truly do change in the direction that they should. But now, I just don't know. I just don't know because there's way too many evil plans around me. You know, at this point, I'm starting to feel like if it's going to happen, then it's going to happen. And if it ain't, then it ain't. Because I'm tired. Like, they're stressing me out. They're overworking me. And they think it's funny. We don't have to lift a finger because you always come running and you do all the work for us. You know, why should I have to worry about anything when you're going to do it? And they throw it in my face like it's funny. Then they want to help. They want to help people who don't want to never see what who they want to help people who never who don't even believe Jesus is black. They want to help people who don't want to see our community reestablished. They want to help people who don't want to see black people where they should be as the chosen nation right up underneath God in direct contact with the Lord, with the open heaven over us all. They don't want to see that, but they want to help people. They want to help people who don't want to see that because they don't want to see that just because I'm going to be the leader. And still always my fault because the simple advice is let your family go how am I supposed to let my family go and then you say my future consists of somebody just like them if my future gonna have to consist of somebody just like them then I'm not letting them go that don't make sense to me somebody expects for me to drop my whole family drop your whole family I'm just like them you can just have me instead no I would rather drop you. What would I need you for? You're not my family. You are you don't have years in the game like my family. I don't really trust you like my family. I don't feel like you got my back like my family. I mean, they don't have my back, but yeah, just what I said. But I don't know, you know. I just feel like why switch out the old for the new when the new ain't no different from the old. That don't make sense to me. You know, the only difference is is... It looked like it's better. I don't really care about what it looked like. I care about what it is. It don't. It just looked better. It ain't really better. And I'm good off of that. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What can I do? Everybody always think it's so funny when I'm losing. I swear, everybody in the whole world, whether they on my side or off it, it's like they get something out of me not being where I should be. 
where I should be with God. It don't matter what they all beefing about. They could all be beefing, like hating each other, ready to kill each other. But if they find out that I have failed or I have lost something or I'm not where I should be, everybody's good. What should I do? I don't know. I do my best to protect me. I can never do that either. You know? I don't know. But as I said, you know, I always hear the arguments with my sister and then Jania. And then, you know, it's like my sister and Jania are being, you know, there being big hindrances, big influences in this situation and all the bad things and all the worst things that end up happening. And all I know is my cousin, I try to keep her out of it. I try to keep her out of it. I kept fighting for her. But trying to get her to understand what's going on here and what's at risk and how she really got to stay out the way for real. Because they going to get her and they not going to get other people who's responsible. They going to think it's okay to skip over certain people and get whoever they feel like getting just because they don't like them. And I'm trying to tell her that you kind of on the list. But I can't tell her. She just had to have picked up on that. And all this time, she ain't picked up on that. I mean, I think she did, but I don't know. Maybe she just feel like I can't be quiet no more. So, you know, this morning, they, I think they just got her. But then I found out that she was the, she was one of the main ones who was making this a hard time for me. Who was making me fight all these unnecessary battles. Who was putting me in all this unnecessary mess. Did not even hurt YB. He cried a little for her when she got... You know, when they snatched her up, he cried a little bit for her because Jania was, you know, that's who Jania been fighting this whole time over him. I've been saying it. I have been saying it. Like, everybody keeps saying it's me. Everybody keep making it look like it's me. And I keep telling them, I don't want YB. He's a rapist. He raped me. I don't want him. He didn't. I mean, you probably want him. He didn't rape you. He didn't have to rape you. But he raped me. And so did LeBron. LeBron raped me too. And so I don't want neither one of them. I don't want nobody in this situation because they think rape is okay. And I've been fighting each and every single last one of them this whole time. But they still kept saying, we think you're lying. We think you want YB. We think you are you know, in a relationship with YB. Why are you always fighting Jania over him and all this other stuff? I'm not fighting Jania. That is my family. And I keep saying that I just have to defend my family because at the end of the day, when they do stuff, when they put witchcraft on y'all to fight y'all back that way, I have to get the witchcraft off. I have to pray it away. So I have to prevent them from even getting to that point or thinking that's the way to go about things. So I have to defend them now. And so it looked like I'm defending him. It looked like I'm on his side. But at the end of the day, the only time I'm ever defending him is with the word of God that I've gotten on him. When God says he maybe can make it into heaven, he maybe will make it in the rapture. That's the only time I'm defending him. But that's enough for somebody else to take it and hide behind it and do all that other stuff you're saying that I'm doing. I don't know, it felt kind of good today, actually, because it's like this individual then got me into like a million different fights about this, where it's like things got out of hand, it's so 
frustrating, so difficult. But at the same time, it ain't supposed to feel good. It's not supposed to feel good because I still got to fight for my family. I can never, you know, you can never rejoice or be happy, you know, when you had to sacrifice good for, you know, for a situation to go the way it should. And this whole time I've been fighting and I've been saying, I don't have to compromise in that way. If I ever wanted to get these people touched and it happened like that, I could have been did that. I been could have done that. But I didn't want to do it that way because I want to do it the Lord's way. And now it's like all that go out the window so I look like a fraud or I look like I was scared to touch them or I couldn't handle my own business. And I'm sure people love getting that out of it. But whatever, it is what it is. I can keep fighting and it can be fixed, but I think I even seen in this vision that they had severed my cousin in half, possibly cut his arms and his legs off, you know, possibly even decapitated my cousin. That's how brutal these things are happening, you know, even when nobody believes this type of stuff. This is what's going on. But you know it's so messed up? In the process of it, none of that will ever compare. You know, my family, I love them so much. They mean the world to me, but... No, this literally means the world. None of that will ever compare to the sabotage that they're trying to, you know, inflict on our entire community. They're actually trying to help somebody go through committing genocide on our entire community. And when I'm so focused on these personal issues, like how my family is being tortured or cut in half or decapitated, they're meanwhile working on a plan to, you know, pull the entire operation down for waking us up. The Lord showed me millions of people woke and abiding in him and being led by him. And I've been working so hard and we've made so much progress. But right now, they're working very hard to pull us completely out of that progress and turn black people into what we were when we're being woken up. But we all think these issues matter. And we're steady spending so much time in these things. As long as Satan keeps us busy with stuff that do not matter and distracted with things that will never change, Anything real that will never matter. As long as Satan keeps us distracted with these things, then guess what? We'll never be where we should be. And not only that, the people who are fighting so hard to keep us from being distracted will be tired. Won't have it to fight when it's things like this. Because I know I just felt them try and pull pull me out of 
you know, focus on the Lord. And ultimately what that leads to is my people get pulled out of focus on the Lord. And then the entire operation goes bad. But it never will. I trust the Lord. I know that he would never allow that to happen. But it's so funny. (laughs) It's so funny because nobody ever, everybody always says, oh, that'll never happen. Everybody always says, oh, you're just paranoid. Oh, you're just worried about the wrong things. Oh, it won't get that bad. These things you don't have to be concerned with. And they're happening. And you know, the Bible says, who can stand against jealousy? The Bible says, who can stand against jealousy? Because... People on my own team, my own team are jealous of me. I don't know. I feel like a lot of this is happening because of jealousy. Obviously. Even though in the beginning of this process, the Lord showed me, just like in Psalms, Leviathan being broken into pieces and fed to the people in the wilderness. So I thought we were done with jealousy and Leviathan, but we'll never be done with that. Well, never say never, but... Like it just hasn't gone anywhere. But the Lord is screaming so loud in my head right now. My people perish because of lack of knowledge. My people perish because of lack of knowledge. And I know personally that if I just knew a little bit more about a little bit more things and a little bit and a little bit more areas around this different stuff concerning these different things, everything could be handled how it's supposed to be handled. I could have avoided my family being let go. They could, I could have still fought for them and not have to deal with fighting all these unnecessary issues like over spats over guys and, you know, trying to run street corners and just trying to be the most popular girl in the group. Whatever reason. You know, I could have fought for them and not had to deal with those issues. I could have been fighting for my people and not been wasting time on a bunch of these different small issues that don't matter. I could have attended to every assignment that the Lord has placed me on without wasting my time being distracted in any area that does not directly impact or affect this fight. You know, the right way but 
instead I'm wasting all my energy on this stuff and now here we are and we're just gonna have to see what happens because you know I've been fighting these different things inside of me but I've been burning I've been burning up just burning up inside of myself excuse me because I'm not dealing with my real feelings and I keep saying they're not my real feelings that's not really me it's gonna go away but it just burns it burns so bad because I am ignoring these things. I'm allowing these different things to happen thinking I have to because without this, there's no that. You know, I'm not going to be able to help this person. I'm not going to be able to be involved with this situation because they are directly connected. They won't separate them or they won't just let me help them. They won't just let me be around them without being able to do this to it. i just been burning I wanted to be made free. I wanted to be made free. So. Um, we'll see what happens. It's going to be my fault, and I'm going to have to, I'm never going to be able to live this out, and I'm going to look like the kind of person who cannot handle this type of situation, but I'm going to see where God leads me. I'm just going to trust him past it.